This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. <laughs> that's the one that's the keeper uh hello <laughs> say hello everybody hey oh man <laughs> if, if anybody ever doubted who this podcast is for <laughs> <laughs> today we're talking about super mario brothers right alex that's right <laughs> we're, well, we're going strong tonight <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're talking about I don't know what, what's just favorite Mario moments. What are we doing? Yeah, okay, anything good. Super Mario related. That's our favorite stuff. Whew, or some bad makes stuff. Sense. Because I got some bad stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, anything you want to talk about before we get into our lists? Uh, Super Mario Brothers, probably the first ga- video game a lot of us played, if not the first, one of the first. Um, what about you guys? This was like my third, I think, like my, my second or third game that I played ever. The original Super Mario Brothers on NES. Yeah, definitely a formative part of not just my video game career, but uh, just my life in general. <laughs> it's been formed yeah, by this seriously. by this one video game. I mean, there, well, there's been multiple video games, but this has been one of the cornerstones. Mm-hmm. Don't eat the black mushrooms. Green ones and red and orange ones are fine. <laughs> Um, since I'm a little bit older, you guys, I played a little bit of Atari before this, and um, uh, PC uh, Apple games and, and Commodore 64 games. But this was number the muncher. First. <laughs> number muncher doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Math blasters. No. Uh, <laughs> um, but this was definitely like this is when we got our own our first video system uh, video game console was Nintendo, and Mario Brothers was definitely on the opening day roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. This is, this is when video games came free with the console. And now you have to pay a, subscri- a subscription to get free games. <laughs> uh, yeah, they I barely come with controllers come now. With yeah, I know. One controller and a headset, maybe. Yeah. Ugh. But we had the Nintendo that didn't come with Mario Brothers. It came with Duck Hunt and Gyromate. Okay, so you, oh, had the, you had the gun. You got the, the early the, version. The light gun. Yeah, yeah. but I'm uh, but my parents had that. We had Santa Claus gave us Mario Brothers as well that <laughs> Christmas. So I don't want to let Brian know that it wasn't Mom and Dad or Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our list. Alex, yeah, yeah. lead us off. Uh, number seven. Let's start off with something that really irritated me. Mario Brothers 2 is my second favorite Super Mario game. It is the first one that I ever beat. And the bullshit fucking ending just, even as a kid, just tore me up inside. <laughs> tore you up inside. Oh, oh my gosh. Dark. I know. It's fucking, spoiler alert, Mario dreamed the whole thing that he was uh, attacking uh, birdos and stuff and picking up radishes from the ground and the shy guys and everything. All that was just a dream. Dream- that dreaming, dreaming that the Luigi and Princess and Toad were all useful. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> that comes up later in my list, but yeah. Ugh. So this, still, I mean, I still love the game, but it still cheeses me off thinking about the ending. Such so Mario crap. Two is your second favorite Mario game? Yes. Wow. So, and that was the one that wasn't even supposed to be a Mario game. Correct. They just reskin the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, it was really? Doki Doki, yeah. Doki Doki Panic in Japan, and it was like a play on Arabian Nights. Yeah. That's but why there's all this... that. That's why there's like all that Egyptian, or not Egyptian, but kind of. Vaguely, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, kind of stuff. Huh. And the snakes, and yeah, that then, might be it... the worst one for me. My least favorite version. Oh, oh, but then all that mm. stuff just became canon. So, right, Brian? Although you don't see like any of that shit in the other games, like shy guys and stuff. I guess they show up in Mario Kart and like the party games, but never in the actual Mario games. Wait, shy guys yeah. and the ghosts? That when you look at them, they stop coming. No, those are ghosts. Those are ghosts. <laughs> Shy guys are the guys with the uh, Jason hockey masks. Yeah. With the little guys. Oh, yeah. They're a cross between, yeah, Jason and Jawas. Both start with J. All right, then. Scott, number seven. My number seven, and uh, might take some heat for this, but uh, Super Mario Brothers the movie. Hey, you're talking to one of the few people on the planet that actually likes this movie, and uh, see, now I'm happy. Watch this again as I'm happy. Adult. I'm happy. That got, I'm I'm afraid to watch it now. <laughs> uh, but at the time, it had some things going for it. Uh, Bob Hoskins is one of my all-time favorite actors. Uh, John Leguizamo is hit and miss with me, but I liked him in this. He has Dennis Hopper chewing on scenery. With a super weird character who was uh, very OCD and was afraid to get his hands dirty. It was kind of weird. Uh, Samantha Mathis, who was one of my all-time crushes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie as, as weird as it was. And I think part of it was because it was so weird. But I can't say I recommend it. <laughs> but here it is at number seven. Super Mario Brothers the movie. It's my number seven as well for being a piece of crap movie. <laughs> there it is. How dare uh, you, Lance? The same coin. Lance Hendrickson? How could you? How could you say that? How could you do that to Lance? Wait, who was Lance Hendrickson in that? He was the king. Yeah, the one made out of all the mushrooms. Yeah, he shows up at the very end. I thought I that was Dennis him. Hopper. No, Dennis Hopper was no, Koopa. He was king Koopa. Yeah, he was Bowser. Yeah, he was never called Bowser, but he's called King Koopa. And uh, yeah, whoa, whoa, who else is the king then? That was just, it was Lance Henriksen. Lan- Lance no, Henriksen. but what's the difference between the king and King Koopa? This is my question. I'm not sure if he was called King. Actually, I think he was just called Koopa in the movie. Mm. But he was like in charge. He was like a dictator. Yeah. He was like fearless leader Koopa, or glorious leader Koopa. Or, mm-hmm. But Lance Henriksen showed up for like. 20 seconds and said, I love those plumbers. <laughs> so remember how crappy the, the Koopa troopers had small heads and everything, how terrible it looked? Yeah, they were supposed to be Goombas. Those guys were Goombas. Yeah, those are Goombas. They had the whole thing right. with the with the bomb that everybody freaked out and ran away from. Tan little wind-up toy. Yeah. I just remember there was a guy who lived in my apartment complex with a really small head, and every time he'd walk by, Matt would call him Koopa Troopa. <laughs> so maybe, we were calling, maybe we it's were calling him the wrong thing, but whatever. Yeah. 
the movie's terrible. I don't want to watch it again because then I'll hate it even more. There's no way it got better with time. So it even had next week we talking about Super Mario <laughs> Brothers the movie. It even, it even had a kicking Roxette song at the very end. Yeah, man. All right, Alex, Roxette. number six. Roxette. Uh, number six was is a love and hate thing for me. I hated it because the first time Brian did it, he was a piece of shit. It was Mario Kart 64. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Oh, I hated it so much. It was awful until I started mastering it, and then it was was an actual race once all four of us finally got the hang of doing the fucking trick. You're talking about Wario's, the Wario track where you hop over the wall, right? Yeah, but it was the Yoshi one in Mario 64. It was like Yoshi's dirt chocolate whatever. I was thinking it was... Wario Stadium. Wario Stadium when you jump. Oh, over it was Wario Stadium. I always yeah. get this confused. Anyways, yeah, Wario yeah, Stadium. And by the way, that's so, not what makes Brian a piece of shit. There's plenty of other. <laughs> I know. But at that time, I almost bit the controller. No, that, that almost that almost ended friendships. Like we're doing that that race. We're like, all right, we're all agreed not to do the stupid stupid shortcut, and then inevitably someone would do the stupid shortcut. Yep. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> But, so yeah, yeah. With that, I love that once they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could never do that. Odd job, you piece of shit. <laughs> I was never able to do that stupid cheat move, so I fucking hated playing with you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Mario Kart sixty four. All right, Scott, number six. Uh, my number six is and. I don't know that I'm looking back at my list now. Maybe I should have rated this higher, but uh, the music, um, almost iconic, as iconic as like Mario and Bowser and Princess Peach are. Uh, but yeah, it's, music is, again, ingrained in me uh, from playing as a little kid and the subsequent Mario games and just hearing it pop up in various places for different reasons, but yeah, the music is is definitely iconic, and it's it's nice that it's it's kind of a cheery music, you know. Maybe it's annoying if you listen to it for too long, but uh, yeah, my parents could attest to that. Yeah, but you know, it it is again, it's kind of a <laughs> uh, cheery tune, as it were. So otra vez con este pinche Super Mario. Uh, number six, the music. All right. Um, my yeah. number six is the the game Mario Kart 64 in general. Without the cheat, it was still always a fun game to play. Yeah. Um, frustrate Rainbow Ridge or whatever the hell is frustrating as hell. Um, but a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun memories playing that one. I think we mentioned before, I never played it on Super Nintendo, so I only know the N64 version. Right. So so I for me, my my favorite one was Double Dash. Which is the one that on the, ga- the game? That was really fun. It was GameCube, but yeah, my second would be 64. And yeah, I played a ton of that. It was one of okay. the the go to games for that system. Mm-hmm. That only had like yeah, five I, games, but yeah, I stopped. Pretty much my Nintendo days stopped with N64. I had a Wii, and I but I barely, I played Zelda on it and like Wii bowling. And that was it. So the, my Nintendo knowledge goes up to as far as N64. But uh, yeah, it was always fun playing that, even if I did suck. And getting that lightning bolt in the, in the the big crusher. What's the 
the blue shell with the spikes on it. Yeah, yeah. the blue shell. I always got that shit because I was in last place, but it was fun. <laughs> oh, here comes the blue shell. Uh, time to put on the brakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone first. I did like that. Depending on what position you were on, you got your things turned into better stuff to give you a fighting chance. Yeah, that was a good mechanic. Yeah. And the timing. And you get that boost or spin out. time it right. Yeah, you mm-hmm. spin out. So, Cool game, N64. Uh, who is your favorite character in uh, Mario Kart? <sighs> That's tough. 64 was was Toad. And for no other reason than when you won, he would go, I'm the best! <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I like just uh, Luigi or Mario on 64. I like Toad in SNES and Double Dash, just anybody. Double, Double Dash had to go with my lady, Daisy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I like Toad, uh, but I do remember like Princess Peach because she would make the stupid squealy noises when you'd hit one of the buttons. And then uh, um, Wario. This time I'm a gonna win. Yeah, like <laughs> Wario. <laughs> so. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is uh, again something that frustrated me. I used to play Donkey Kong in the arcades for hours on end. I love that game, and I finally, finally got to the top, and I finally rescued Daisy. Pauline. Yeah. Paul, uh, <laughs> Pauline. Finally rescued Pauline from Donkey Kong. You fell down. The monkey died. All right. I did it. And then it puts you right back down at the fucking beginning of the level. It's like, are you kidding me? I had to do this shit again. Are you just talking about so, one uh, level or the entire game? No, one level. Okay. <laughs> I was a very young kid when I played okay, this. Okay. So I was very annoyed that the game had no end. I just had to keep going. I was like... <laughs> uh what, you literally mean the first stage? Yeah. Oh, wow. Dude, I was like five or six. Yeah, I, I got you. I, I hadn't even played uh, Super Mario before on NES. So I finally got up there. That really cheesed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? That Pauline is kidnapped again. Ugh, same gorilla, same stage. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott, number five. Number five, five. is... Uh, just playing Super Mario Bros. at home for the first time. Uh, that you know, that Christmas we got the Nintendo. wasn't wasn't one of the first kids in the neighborhood to get it, so been kind of pining after it for a little while. Uh, but yeah, to actually have it at home to be able to play it uh, at my parents' will <laughs> uh, was super cool. Uh, highlight of Christmases, anyways. Yeah, that that's a good one. I definitely remember my couple neighbors having it, or one neighbor had it, the, and I loved it and fell in love with their bug parents for Christmas, and we got it, and yeah, same kind of thing. That Christmas morning was awesome. Were you guys like the N64 kid? Not that excited. <laughs> yeah. No, not that excited. But, uh, yeah. Changed life forever for I stopped playing sports. <laughs> <laughs> We stopped playing cops and robbers in the street and riding our bikes. We just played Nintendo. Yeah, your mom didn't have to warn you about that corner house anymore. <laughs> corner house was fine. It was the drug dealer house a couple doors down that we. Yeah, that's the one. 
Don't go past this house. <laughs> All right. Um, my number five, and I'm having a hard time deciding between these two, so uh, I'm going to go with this one, would be... I'm just kind of ranking my favorite Mario games. So it's to be Super Mario World, I think it was what it's called. The one on SNES. Okay. The one with the cape. Mm-hmm. And the, the overworld view. I know Super Mario 3 had that as well, but the one with the overworld view and... um just liked it. It looked nice and clean, and the whole. Uh, I like the fact that you had to go backtrack into levels. Like you'd get the cubes, right? The yellow cubes or the blue cubes, right? Right. Replayability. So that that was a really cool feature. I never, even to this day, I'm not that guy. That I, once I just beat the main story, I'm kind of done. But it was nice to have that option, and I think we did a little. We tried a little bit, but I, I think this might have been the game that like disheartened me. I was like, oh, that worked for not much. <laughs> Oh, wow, I collected some more Yoshi coins. Not that big of a deal. Yeah, Dude, but then all the enemies have different costumes on. Right. you gotta, you yeah. got to unlock the fall themes. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so there's only like a handful of games that I just absolutely destroyed, like went through and did everything, and this was one of them. Yep, yep. Went through and did all the special levels, like did all the thing where, you know, it would yeah, change over like the whole theme of the entire world. and So cool. Yeah, you can you can have that. <laughs> I I don't do that. I don't even I, Jesus. I barely even beat most games these days. But well, yeah. this is my number one. But I'll elaborate more. Really, number yeah. one. All right. I love this game. Yeah, save it first. Save it when we get there. Cause it's funny yeah, to hear yeah, more about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's hear your number four then. My number four is a role reversal, and this was after. Um, I learned about this game, but I wasn't really into portable gaming. But there's a, a the game on a DS where, in a twist of fate, Mario is the one that's kidnapped and Princess Peach has to go rescue him. Mm. And I thought that was finally, you know, a, a really good twist on the <laughs> princess always getting fucking captured on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> what do you got scheduled? Oh, a picnic and then getting captured by Bowser. Oh, okay. I guess I'll go save you then after that, maybe. <laughs> So that was cool, until you play as Pinterest Princess Peach, and she has a, a whole host of new abilities and stuff, like telekinetic fire, and and, and the commercial for that game is adorable, because it's a bunch of little girls in their pink Princess Peach dresses, and they're all going through like this marine-style boot camp thing. It's awesome. You should, you guys should look it up. All right, I don't think I've ever played Probably this won't. one. <laughs> Yeah, me either. Was, I've never been a handheld guy. I mean, besides myself. <laughs> but anyways. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> All right, Scott, number four. Number four is uh, my my favorite Mario Kart stage from a specific game, and that would be Rainbow Road from Mario Kart 64. <laughs> this is after Jeff said <laughs> he... Uh, it was tough. That's why I didn't like tough. it. But I, I loved ten it. minute fucking race. Yeah, I loved everything about it. It was, it was. Sometimes I didn't appreciate the length. I'll admit, but, but I remember loving the music, the the whole how colorful it was, and how it was. It felt like the the fitting final track of the game. Uh, there was kind of an epicness to it that that is for me has not been reproduced uh, very easily in many games. Um, just in general, like the kind of feeling, and 
I got pretty good at it. Uh, so that, that level of frustration went away. Uh, but yeah, the the Rainbow Road in Mario Kart 64. Great level design. Great level. Hmm? No guide rails. <laughs> but that one did have guide rails. Yeah. What? It was that the one, one on Super Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo that had no guide rails. Yeah, Super Nintendo one was, that, was, that was way was hogged up. Beast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would always fall off the edge. There were places to fall off, but there was guardrails for the most part. Mm-hmm. Oh. Plus, yeah, there is a that one I didn't mind when people tried to do the cheat on Rainbow Road because it was still like very touch and go on that one. Yeah, it was tough. You weren't guaranteed to land that one. That was rough. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's All right. a good level. Um, my number four. So the one I think that just edges out Super Mario World for me, and maybe because of uh, the kind of the way how this was released, uh, Mario 3 for regular Nintendo. Okay. And I remember that one being really big at school. Like, everyone was talking about it. Because everyone, okay, we'd all kind of grown up now with Super Mario Brothers, and most of us were disappointed with Super Mario Brothers 2. Um, but when Mario 3 came out, and I don't know if it had to do with the stupid movie, The Wizard, or what. <laughs> That's my number three. <laughs> but... <laughs> I just remember really looking forward to it. it. It also had the top, the over, the map overview stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And um, and just that fact that we were getting different suits, you know, the raccoon tail and everything. And I remember going to friends' house after school, and people would who got it because I was going to get it for Christmas, but there were a whole two, three months there before <laughs> there was. That's a, that was an eternity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And going over to friends' house and watching them play and, and playing a little bit myself and. So I remember that one. More of the phenomena around that was was bigger. I think that's why I put it over Mario World. Yeah, I, I remember and, uh, uh, was my mom or my, my grandmother uh, taking me over to it was like the local, I think it used to be like Osco Drugs or whatever. They used to sell like Nintendo games at the, like CVS basically. Uh, and that's where I bought it from. I don't know why I remember that, but... <laughs> They used to sell every Christmas. Yeah. And uh, getting it, uh, like I said, going over to a friend's house. And honestly, I couldn't. I know they had the raccoon tail. I had the little rotating card when you jump up and you get a flower or a star or whatever. I remember that. Right. Yeah. I don't remember that much more, but I just remember I loved it and I played it a lot. Yeah, the Hammer Bros suit, which was super rare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's not real. People just made that up. <laughs> Was there a frog suit too, or was that a later? Game? Yes, there was a frog no, suit. Yeah, there was a frog suit. Fucking yeah. useless, except in a completely underwater level. Yeah. <laughs> On land. Good luck to you, sir. Yeah. So, anyway, Super Mario Three uh, is my number four. So, Alex, what's your number three? To segue into that, the wizard. It is also Super Mario Brothers Three, but because I this is pre-internet, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I didn't have a subscription to Nintendo Power, but I doubt they even mentioned it in that month's issue. But I went to see The Wizard. My parents took me because it was a movie about these vagabond kids that make their way through America playing video games, hustling people video games. I was like, oh, man, I could do that. I could beat some old fart at Double Dragon arcade game and get some money. <laughs> you, take, you take your artistic little brother and exploit him for cash. But uh, yeah, they they make their way across the country for this big Nintendo tournament, which they did eventually have. Um, but the big like uh, the the douche 
antagonist was that kid that had the power glove. <laughs> so he was up against his little brother, and they were both tied in points. They're like, oh no, what's going to happen? What's going to be the tiebreaker? And they bring up this video game that nobody had ever seen before. It's like, holy shit, Super Mario Brothers 3? And Fred Savage lost his, lost his shit. He's like, that's not fair. Nobody's ever played this before. And all of a sudden, his brother knew how to do all the moves, how to fly <laughs> yeah. to get the coins. It's a super secret. The, yeah, the yeah. All that shit. I think one of them got the flute. But, uh... No, he did. Found the warp. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It was goddamn amazing. It blew my mind. And then my dad was fucking with me the whole time. He's like, you know, they can do a lot of really cool stuff with uh, special effects in movies. That could have been just a cartoon somebody made. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, dad, it's real. I'm telling you, it's real, dad. Yeah, talk, talk about, like, brilliant marketing. <laughs> I know. It's just yeah. an hour and a half long commercial. <laughs> Seriously. Kids, us, just eating yes. that shit whole, yeah. Just, Mm-hmm. Oh man, the I, I, We should probably go back and watch it. I'm sure they're eating their. I love Lucky Charms better than tricks. What about you? No, Captain Crunch is good too. <laughs> <laughs> I celebrate the entire catalog of General Mills. Yeah, uh, uh, but I always enjoy after I eat my cereal is a nice Twinkie from Hostess. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps uh, one of those cupcakes. It makes me better at video games. I wonder. I wonder how how it'll be now that we. Uh, I think as a society, know a lot more about autism. Like, if if it's just going to be like, oh, like this is horrible that they're <laughs> this kid's being exploited, or it'll just be okay because the kid wins in the end. I don't know, but I don't know either. But I think Alex is right. This is kind of the birth of esports as well, huh? Yeah, this is true. And they had those. The, the tournament that came after the movie um, had special cartridges for uh, the tournament players, and those are super rare now. I think they might be the most valuable NES cartridge out there, if you can get get a hold of a World Championship tournament. And it had, like, four switches to switch between games. Does it blow itself? <laughs> I think that was one of the switches. It has a pump at the corner. It can blow itself. Yeah. Wizard... Not for nothing had uh, Jenny Lewis in it. Going to be the lead singer of Rilo Kylie and other things. Just saying. It's Kylo Ren. Oh. Yeah. Wait, was that the girl? Wasn't the girl the one from Goonies or no? No, it's different. No. Different redhead. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Scott, you're number two, four. I don't know where we're at now. Your next one. <laughs> Whatever it is. All right, number three. Um, number three. My number three is uh, just to crystallize a moment from how much I love Super Mario World. And and like Super Mario Brothers, like getting to play it at home at Christmas was like highlight of my childhood. But um, specifically, the first time you went underground and they had the echo sound effect as you ran around in the underground levels fucking oh, yeah. blew my mind. <laughs> it was. It just felt like light years ahead of whatever that shitty Nintendo system that I used to play. You know, it. I was like, this is <laughs> the sound effects and this like the, the graphics are so amazing. The, the the sound. Can you hear that? Like, I wanted to show people just the sound. <laughs> can you believe the sound that this thing's producing? It's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, the the underground sound effects in Super Mario World. 
And uh, not for nothing, like Jeff said, um, I'd be hard-pressed to decide between Super Mario World and Super Mario 64. Um, but uh, since I didn't do that on my list, uh, I'll save that for another another time. All right. Um, my number three <laughs> involves you two buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember? You guys came over and uh, you guys wanted to play us. Probably Alex more than anybody. Let's go. Let's play old video games. Yeah. And we played um, Super Mario Brothers, and you guys were trying to do the hundred free men trick. And you guys were trying <laughs> ever, and you couldn't do it. And then I finally <laughs> took over. I did it on my first fucking try. In your faces! I don't remember this at all. Yeah. <laughs> you video I don't game nerds got to be shown up by me. Old man Ultimate Jeff nerd, will do I guess. it. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. I did it my first. It was like first or second try. I know that, and it was total luck. But it was awesome. You go, oh man. <laughs> yep, I was probably you know when my my super drunk modes too were. You just get exponentially better at playing video games. I do. Yeah. yeah. Until a point. So, in general, the hundred free man trick was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I loved it. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. And the first time I did it, it was so happy. And that was the first time I beat Mario too, was by doing that. And then, uh, yeah, just every once in a while doing it in the past. Later on, I got you know good enough in the game. You just hit the warps and fly right through. But yeah. And then the, they get the the you know you had so many lives that the graphics couldn't handle handle it, and it was doing the hexacode or the ASCII code yeah. chart, <laughs> the different symbols and stuff. He's so got good. Crown X Mario's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all right. Excuse me. So there's the one, you know, the infamous spot. It was like level 3-1 or 3-2 where you jump on the turtle in the last section on the steps and you bounce yep. up and down. Do you guys know of other ones? Because there were a couple others. Mm-hmm. Just whenever turtles were going downstairs, really. Or the those little, um, I forget what they were called, but they were like turtles, but they were all black and they didn't have heads. Right. Oh, I forget. I forget or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I remember there was one where it was a, um, you know, if you shot a turtle off screen, it would disappear. But if there happened to be something right off a of screen, it would come back. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? So say there was a pipe and it was just off the screen. You hit the shell and it would come back. I, I forgot what level it was where there was also a, a thing that would spawn right there. And so it kept like kill a thing, come back and the thing would respawn and it would just kept doing that i don't know if that makes any sense but it was a glitch mm-hmm. and i enjoyed it <laughs> so 100, 100 free man trick or we always say 100 free men even though it was like i don't know how many probably I, 256 or some number some yeah c- computer science number where it was gonna be where it uh, overflowed so probably 256 maybe 128 127 all right uh number two alex my number two is going back to Super Mario 2. And this was such a drastic change from Super Mario Brothers. And I actually really dug it. That you actually got to pick your character before you went into a level. It's like, what the shit is this? There's Mario, there's Luigi. You didn't have to, like, be player two to be Luigi, even though he's the same guy. And everybody had different abilities. So for the first time, like, I played all the way through... And I was like, okay, this is this level coming up. I'm going to pick Toad because I like doing, you know, a specific thing in this level. 
And that was the first time that I'd ever gotten to do that. What was Toad's ability? I remember Princess Peach flew and Luigi was fast. Right? Toad, Toad, Luigi, Toad could carry shit around without slowing down. Yeah. I th- and he could pick up, pick up the stuff really yeah. fast. Oh, no, wait. Was that Mario? I think Toad picked up stuff slowly, but he didn't slow down. I forget it. His his, his thing revolved around picking stuff up, though. Yeah. And Mario was just you know vanilla all around whatever. Luigi can jump really high and he can like kind of hover. Not hover like the princess where she just hovered in one spot in space. Luigi's just like whoa, you know. And you guys keep calling Toad a he. Is that true? Is Toad actual a dude? Yeah, I think so. He's wearing, he's wearing a vest with no shirt. Him, Aphrodite. Hmm. So why did Koopa keep catching him then? I thought I were always just like, her, Toad was like a bunch of handmaidens of Princess Peach. I think they were, but he just put them in different castles to dick with Mario. I think, like it's bait. I think in later games, get... or at least in Mario Kart, there's like a Toadette. So the oh. so they there's female Toadstools. I guess. It was just like one, like Smurfs. All right. Mm. <laughs> Glad I asked. <laughs> That's enough of that. <laughs> but yeah, the different abilities in Mario 2 blew my mind. That was yeah, awesome. That I was loved cool. the departure from the series. Yep. Uh, Scott, number two. My number two is being freaked the fuck out in Mario 64. And it happened in a few different places. <laughs> so, the the underwater st- just to start the underwater level uh, when the giant eel came out, uh, I almost almost shat myself. <laughs> that freaked me out. I have a thing like I've got that whole Jaws thing built into me, so that anytime there's any kind of water level, like I'm always freaked out by it. Um, when it, when there's stuff that I know is way below me. Uh, so there's that, the dinosaur, which actually doesn't make any sense in hindsight. But the first time I, I slid down the thing into this cavern and there was this giant dinosaur in the middle, again, I almost wet myself. Uh, that freaked me out. And then the, uh, to a lesser degree, but still kind of freaky, when you're in the ghost area and like the piano tries to eat you. It's the creepy music, but yeah, mostly the eel. <laughs> but I did freak out with the dinosaur too, and I enjoyed the f- uh, <laughs> that a video game could do that to me. Uh, you know, love the hell out of that game, but uh, that's what I remember the most about Mario sixty four. I don't remember. I remember the eel. I vaguely remember the eel, but I remember was the scary sh- music that shrieking? you mentioned. Was it a shrieking eel? Inconceivable. It was not a shrieking eel. Oh. I don't think it ever broke the surface of the water. <laughs> All right. Um, my number two is just Mario 64 in general. This is my second favorite Mario game of all time. Mm. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So just everything you guys have already said about it, the, the graphics, the, I love the... It was the camera. I think that was the first introduction to... You know, having to control the camera and running toward it, and the woo, woo, woohoo! Yeah, the first time Mario talked, <laughs> and I liked it. Was also one of those where the 
the boss level is right there at the very beginning. You just can't get to it because you don't have enough coins or stars or whatever the fuck stars. you're supposed to collect. <laughs> uh, I always like games like that. At least when that first happened, you're like, oh my god, I don't have to travel miles to get to the last boss. Well, you kind of do. <laughs> so yeah, just the graphics, the the jumping, the the the, the N sixty four was an awesome system. Uh, like someone mentioned earlier, I think yeah, it's a shame it only had like eight games, but it was a great system. I guess it was what, really hard to program for or something. I don't know the whole story. Yeah, behind. nobody was doing cartridge games anymore. Everybody was going to CD, yeah. and uh, you could hold a lot more space at the time in CD. Way more. And and uh, yeah, it was also easier to program. Yeah. Anyway, it's a shame because those games, the few that we had, I don't, I don't know any of them that were bad. So, uh, yes, mm-hmm. Super Mario. In, is it just called Mario sixty four? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for playing Chris? Mario sixty four. That was the demo. Uh, Alex, number one. My number one is my favorite Mario Brothers game, Super Mario World. All right. And. It was teased, like, on the evening news, which I'd never seen before. Of course, it was Fox, because, you know. Uh, and the, just the sheer... I know you could... It, I played Super Mario Bros. 3, and I know there's different worlds, but in Super Mario World, they were all, you know, connected on one giant map. You could see everything, and you could scroll around and go, Oh, what's this place? Oh, I can't wait to get to this place, or over here, or over there. And yeah, the replayability was awesome. The just a variety of vastly just different enemies all over the place was insane. Like the lava dinosaur in the lava levels. There's <laughs> the goofy eyeballs and everything. That guy was great. The the Resnor? Not only Yeah, the Resnor. No. Oh, the Resnor. The Resnor the Resnor were the Triceratops. Oh, that's right. Right? Yeah, that's right. The yeah. Triceratops. It was the other guy. Goopy lava dinosaur dude. Plus, you could ride on Yoshi. That's right. It didn't, I used to... didn't introduce Yoshi. Yeah. I picked bloom, bloom, yellow Yoshi on purpose just to challenge myself Yoshi. after a while. <laughs> because, man, that's the worst. Wait, what was yellow Yoshi? When he landed, he stomped and he made some clouds appear that would kill enemies around him. <laughs> Yeah, it was dumb. I, I don't remember that, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, also one of the few ones that I completed 100% or 100 what, 103? Yeah, I... I th- was the number? I think I got all the stars for that one. Or mm-hmm. damn near close to it, anyway. All the stars, all the keyholes. Not only did you have to finish the level normal and then finish it with keyholes, but there's some levels that you can go under the goalposts and back over onto a second goalpost ending and that was the real one i don't know that how the, the hell we figured this shit out by the way i know but we did it was fucking nuts didn't uh you have to collect the yoshi coins right per, all five per level no because they just gave you a life if you collected them oh i thought it was a thing you had to collect all of them. okay maybe Mm-mm. all right no so, uh wh- what suits besides the cape was new in this one? Oh, the cape was the number one, man. I think I think it was just the it was just the cape. It was the cape, flower, and the star. But you had Yoshi. Yeah, 
And Yoshi yeah. could do different shit when you got to the different yeah. colored ones. And but when it, you ate different shells, too. That's right, you could change that color. That blew my yeah. mind. Blue shell, I could fucking fly now because I got a blue shell. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So if you had the cape, you could almost, if the level allowed it, you can just kind of just fly over the entire level, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, if you timed the, timed the floating right. Yeah. You got to go back and forth just at the right time, yeah. Very cool. That's how you found a lot of secrets. <laughs> or skipped a lot of secrets. Yep, or skipped a lot of <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, number one. Uh, my number one is uh, the most memorable thing for me throughout the entire series, and the maybe the funnest, is all, all the different Bowser boss fights. Uh, how epic they always were. Yeah. Um, even, even the original Mario Bros. It was super tense. Every time you came, because he throws shitload yeah, of hammers. Every time you came to to one of the Bowsers, uh, and it was only a one shot to beat him every single time. <laughs> but it was, but it was the same for you too. If you get hit once, that was it. Uh, the one in Super Mario World was super fucking epic because they had the uh, they were cheating and using like the mode eight or the mode seven. Sorry, yeah, mode seven to like they weren't that advanced. Yeah, to yeah. Uh, to to do like when he was in the weird clown copter, <laughs> yeah. where it'd zoom in and out, and then afterwards the fireworks, which looked fucking amazing at the time. Uh, to sixty four, uh, we were on the platform fighting the giant version of Bowser. Uh, all of them were just really epic, and that's you know well it's kind of like what we say in movies: what makes movies good villains, what makes memorable video games kind of the same thing. Uh, or at least helps yeah, with video games place. anyway. And yeah, Bowser yeah. is almost as iconic as, as like I said earlier, like Mario or Pin- Princess Peach. Uh, so yeah, f- the Bowser boss fights is my number one. Yeah, I agree. I, I kind of forgot what, the, what they all were until you just started talking about it. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, my number one is the best Mario game, which is, the, for me, the very first one. Kind of went back to one of your guys' very first ones. Just the, That kind of started it all, and so that's why it's my number one. The most memories, playing regular Super Mario Brothers, um, the 100 Free Men, beating it the first time. I, I, think, I think I remember this correctly, that I had gotten the 100 Free Men, was going through the game and I was burning through those lives left and right. And I was all of a sudden those weird symbols turned into numbers. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. And I think I beat with tears in my eyes. I think I beat it on like my last man or second <laughs> to last man crying, but beat it. So fun. Um, I remember this is the game where my dad actually played it. My dad could beat Mario. I think I talked about this before. Where he only beat it if he had a mushroom, but whatever. My dad never played a video game, so to have him beat it. My brother, who was super young at the time, and this came out in 85, so he was what, four. Mm-hmm. Um, he would beat it. I remember them like recording. My dad recorded the, him playing, and they gave it to my mom's friends at work because they were trying to play, and they weren't any good. And like, here, show what your four-year-old can do or whatever. <laughs> kind of was a family thing, so I just... It's the first. It's the best. I don't know if it's the best, but the most in my heart. So, Super Mario Brothers, the original. And it's hard. I played it on my emulator the other day. I mean, the controller, 
I think that's I'm playing on Xbox controller, so it's kind of hard. But Xbox, the timing. I've lost the twitchiness or whatever. But I just I jump and I hit that first mushroom guy like every single time, and I die. Do 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 do. So there it is. Good list, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So how the f are we gonna rank this? Oh yeah. Uh, I guess in all of video games, where does Super Mario Brothers rank? Oh, jeez. So, right, oh, man. So, without dragging this along any further, uh, I, I'd i say if I were to make a top ten, I'd have a very difficult time keeping either Super Mario World or uh, Super Mario 64 off the list. And even then, I would feel guilty about leaving Super Mario Brothers off, so... I don't know. And then even Super Mario Brothers three, so <laughs> it's these these are these are the games that they kind of raise the bar for other video games. Mm-hmm. Alright, so give it a number. Ah oh, Christ. Well seven if we're doing the sevens. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Seven, yeah, for sure. World sixty four, the first one, they all get sevens. Okay, so the Mar- Super Mario franchise. Yeah gets a seven yeah and i might have more to say about the next one later on Ooh. all right um alex um seven as well no i give it a six really six yeah i love super mario brothers but after nintendo went its own ways with its own with uh, the consoles ever since 64 i haven't owned a nintendo console so I really haven't played all the more recent ones, but number six because all that nostalgia is still just always going to be with me, and I'm, you know, watching my kids now play emulated Super Mario Brothers, and they're loving it, even though they, <laughs> like Jeff, they hit that first mushroom guy and they die every time. <laughs> so 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 wait, why? What's keeping this from being a seven for you? Only because I haven't played the recent one. Oh, okay. Because if we're judging it, yeah, as, the, as a whole. Franchise. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, fair enough. Um, I will give it a 7 as well, just because during my formidable years of playing video games, this was always... Th- this and Zelda. Zelda would get a 7 as well for me. Uh, yes, I don't play these anymore, but it doesn't matter. I played it when I was, you know, 9 through 19 or whatever. I don't know, so... Or even in my mid twenties. So there you go, Mario. All of them are good up until that. I mean, none of us did mention anything past N sixty four. I think. So I mean, Sun Sunshine and Galaxy are also really good games, but they just don't. I like like Alex said. I don't have that that nostalgia for those two. Yeah. 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 So. But anyway, just that like you know we love our movies from the eighties. I love my video games from the eighties. So. Seven it is for me as well. All right. Um, What's our crossover list, Alex? Famous brothers from throughout all of entertainment. All righty. What's your number five? My number five is actually another video game that I played at the arcade and I fell in love with. Blood Brothers. I forget who developed it. Probably Acclaim. (laughs) And it was a clean-cut cowboy and a Native American, and they were the Blood Brothers. And it was kind of like, um, uh, dang it, I don't even know how to describe the game. You had the two little guys in the foreground, 
and they would run back and forth, but you you actually fought everybody in the background with reticles, and that's where the guys would shoot. So it was, it was a shooter, but you had to take care of your guy at the bottom, because if he got hit with a bullet, then you're dead, but you also had to attack with your own you know, guns and stuff. I found that extremely revolutionary in the arcade. And uh, technically not brothers, but I mean, they shared blood and they probably got herpes. But there you go, Blood Brothers. <laughs> I've never heard of it, so. Dude, it's good. Check it out on your memes. <laughs> All right. What's it for? The arcade? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Scott, number five. Uh, my number five is uh, one of our more quoted movies. Uh, twins. Uh, Julius and Vincent yes, Benedict. Cumberbatch! Yeah. Cumberbatch! Uh, this is my number five. Um, we've, we've, we've done a Twins episode. We've talked about it a lot. Uh, it, did we? Or did Alex and Wade do a Twins episode? That's true. They <laughs> yeah, probably did. We should do. Oh, that's right. We should do a Twins yeah, episode. One that actually counts. Whoa. We'll bring Wade in. Uh, yeah, they, that's right. We actually... Didn't do anyway. Uh, that's that's my number five. Uh, a ridiculous premise, but it somehow works. Uh, <laughs> Devito and Schwarzenegger actually have a surprising amount of chemistry, uh, and it was a a memorable piece of pop culture. Twins. Yep, this is on my further on my list too. And Alex, yeah, this, me is, too. <laughs> this is either I thought this is either Alex's number one or he missed it completely. And when one of us said it, he go, "God damn it!" <laughs> nope, it's my number one. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. Watch Twins. Watch, watch another the movie when you can see two of you me. You can see two of me. <laughs> All right, um, my number five. And they're not even brothers, but this is only my number five is because whenever I wear this shirt, I get comments. Los Boyos Hermanos from Breaking Bad, and now Better Call Saul. There you go. I wear my stupid Target t-shirt, and every time I wear it, people are just love it, and they come out of nowhere to talk, talk to me about my shirt. So It's like, Jesus Christ, guys. It's not like it's a special order. I got it at Target, but there it is. Los Boyos Hermanos. And I Target. don't think they were actually brothers. I think if I remember correctly from the show, they're like lovers, I think. Anyway. Let's play with someone else. <laughs> Alex, number five. My number four is... Uh... Four, damn it. <laughs> uh, let's take a trip in the Wayback Machine to the dawn of the internet in the early 90s. And before there was YouTube, everybody just shared their AVIs and their MOVs and shit like that. But it was also the birth of Flash animations. And this band slash comedic troupe animators, of Flash animators, by the, no, by the name of Group X, made possibly one of the greatest Super Mario Brothers spoofs of all time. And they were called the Super Mario Twins. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really stupid. It's just about how these guys is like, oh, dude, you should, you know, you should play what? What should we play? A Super Mario Twins. <laughs> oh yeah, they described it in these really ridiculous accents. It's like, oh yeah, they're twins. If you if you ask one if they like ice cream, they both say yes. <laughs> they're so god. They're they so start... goddamn the same. <laughs> yeah, 
they're so the same. Goddamn the same. <laughs> so look it up. It's I'm sure it's on you. It's on YouTube now, since Flash is unfortunately dying. But yeah, it's on YouTube. Group X. Go check out all of their animations. The last one I saw was in the early 2000s. They did one about being in a raid in World of Warcraft, which was fucking hilarious. But uh, yeah, Super Mario Dweens. All right, Scott, number four. All right, number four is something to, to come around. Um, let's see, around mid late two thousands, uh, but a kind of the I don't know if it's the first, but probably the the best of the the early new animation, like comedy animation that was making its way. Um, Mostly across Cartoon Network. Uh, but in this case, I'm talking about the Venture Brothers. Oh, yes. Uh, that's my number four. Damn it. Uh, with one of the all-time great characters uh, of Brock, <laughs> voiced by Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Warburton, uh, with some hilarious violence and uh, and dirty jokes uh, peppered throughout these episodes uh, with some great voice work. <laughs> Molotov Cocktease. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's an amazing name. <laughs> so, if if anybody hasn't seen these, like if 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 you're out there and you like Archer, uh, uh, to a lesser extent, like stuff like Bob Ber- Bob's Burgers or even Family Guy, even though Family Guy is basically Simpsons and uh, the Honeymooners, um, mm-hmm. the this is goddamn hilarious. Uh, give give it a whirl. Give it a try. See what you think. Yep. Uh, the Venture Brothers itself is a is a big spoof on Johnny Quest, uh, which they do actually reference at at points. Uh, but um, I, I'm not really doing this justice describing it. Yeah. So go ahead, go ahead and go watch Venture Brothers. That's my number four. Yeah. Do it right now. Nope. We'll wait. Okay. Um, my number four, I couldn't pick between the there are two new directorial teams, and I'm gonna go with the Russo brothers, the guys who've done the last couple Captain America movies and are doing the the new uh, Avengers yep. movie, and the Duffer brothers who did Stranger Things. Okay. So. I'm not doing the Cohen brothers. You guys will probably have that in your list. Nope. And whatever. I'm doing new. Uh, Russo brothers. brothers also did a show. Yes, they did. Which don't mention because that may come. Okay. Later on in my list. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Russo brothers. Just I, I don't know. They're two for two so far in Marvel movies, and uh, it, Duffer Brothers are one for one in Stranger Things. Uh, for so. so the Russos are my number three. Um, okay. So just to add on real quick. Uh, it, so when they did Captain America Winter Soldier, they'd never really done an, an action movie like that, or at least that's not what they were known for. Uh, so they, I think it's really cool that they've kind of hit their their stride right off the bat uh, with these these Marvel movies, and look forward to see what they do next. Yeah, yep. the uh, the freeway scene in Winter Soldier is one of the better action sequences to date, at least for me. So, 
Uh, yeah, and that and the bus driving sequence in Red Heat. <laughs> I well, it's not. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Alex, number three. My number three is not really brothers, but siblings. Dennis and D. <laughs> Reynolds, especially. I yeah, Alex, Alex, siblings. you. We well, said oh, bros. On, really? You said brothers before we even started. Bros. Like, go ahead and go ahead and go through your spiel, but you you. Went outside the the parameters. Ah, oh. it would. Well, be then I'm going to say Luke and Leia, yeah. which is horseshit. So no. All right, no. I'll think of a new number. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. No, no, don't. I'll come up with a new one. <laughs> yeah, I'll come up with a new one. Yeah, this should be good. I mean, D's technically a bird anyway, so maybe you can allow it. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> she's a bird. Go ahead, do your Dennis and D. <laughs> I just, just like do... how they. Never mind. Go ahead. How they team up whenever they play Charlie McDennis, which they've done twice in the series now, right? I don't Gold. know. How, how That's all I was gonna say. <laughs> you should improvise. Said your favorite brothers are Eddie Murphy, Sam Jackson, and Denzel Washington. Good, Jesus. All right, I'll change mine to the McPoyle twins. Yeah. Oh, there you go. The McPoyles. <laughs> Disgusting. Hilarious. Hey, man, what is your pledge? They're always drinking milk. You know that guy was on... He's on... One of them is, is on Westworld. And he's in... Um, the blonde one, right? Like the main one. The creepiest one. I don't know, the main one. Yeah. He's a, one of the main characters in Westworld, and he was also a, a big character in um, what's the Kevin Spacey? How's the cards? Princess? Yeah. Yep. And I just can't take him seriously because I just keep thinking of McPoyle. But there you go. Mm-hmm. There it is. The other McPoyle was in Charlotte's Web, the movie. What? And, it, a, and 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 push with Chris Evans. Think about that. Wait, Charlotte Webb, the movie. I thought you were talking about the old animated movie, right? No, there's a live action with, with Dakota Fanning. Oh, okay. That's right, Dakota Fanning was in that. And it's Chris, CGI Chris Evans' first attempt to break into superhero movies. Yeah. I like that movie. Yeah, it was alright. Mm-hmm. Better than Johnny Storm. Fucking shit. <laughs> Moving right along. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Alright, Scott. Number two. Three. So my number three was Russo Bros. Oh, okay. And my number three was Julius and Vincent Benedict. Come Third on, that's... rule. Tonight is your night, so... bro. Yeah. You Just, mean uh, I'm the crap? Yeah. The chemistry. Like, we kind of went over this with Red Heat, how him and Belushi had no chemistry. And, and Tom Arnold and him did, and Danny DeVito. I think Arnold has pretty good chemistry with everybody except for Belushi. <laughs> Well, because, you know, he sucks. Uh, I'm, try- I'm trying to think so. of other partners he had. Uh... I mean, because Arnold, if anything, is very charismatic, so it's hard yeah. not to get along with him, it seems like, anyway. but His major thinks so. Kevin Pollock and... Hey-o. In, uh, Hey-o. Uh, not the sixth day. What's the other one? <laughs> the end, end of, of days. days. Yeah. Come on! Yeah. Michael Rappaport? All right. That was the sixth day, yeah. Alex, number two. My number two is the Coen Brothers. I love their comedies. 
their dramas are, except for No Country for Old Men, are kind of hit and miss with me. But I guess all their comedies, except for Read Before Burning, are really, really good. I like them. Starting off, the first one I saw was Raising Arizona. Man, that movie's amazing. Yeah, in hindsight, I should have had them on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was an obvious one that you guys were both going to have. No, I didn't. When you said that, I, for some reason, I, I thought you were saying the Fairley Brothers. <laughs> no, that would have been a good choice. They had a couple good yeah. movies anyway. Yeah, now, Cohen's, uh, yeah, legendary status already. See, so, yeah, I agree, Alex. Yep. And the way they put, like, just little quirks that sometimes don't mean anything except to add, like, a question mark to the audience like what or like oh that's funny something that the audience only knows like in Miller's Crossing at the very beginning when the kids uh, steal the guy's toupee and then for the rest of the movie all the characters are like oh what does this mean or something oh I think they're trying to send a message like no it's just some stupid kids that stole his toupee off a corpse yeah I think the thing about them too is they could put out some stinkers but it doesn't really deter you from watching the next one, right? They they put do yeah. it, their stuff's different enough that each time, yeah, okay, yeah, burn after reading sucked, or uh, let's say uh, no country for old men's not your style of movie, but that doesn't stop you from not liking the dude or Fargo's them too, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, they have so yeah. Good good pick. Mm-hmm. Toe pick, Alex Scott number two. Okay, uh, my number two is the Marx Brothers. Uh, <laughs> Communist bastard. <laughs> hey, man. It's clearly, joke. clearly <laughs> democracy just doesn't work. Uh, so, as a kid, we were watching all these, not even at my house, at a at a friend's house, uh, had all the, the Marx Brothers on VHS, um, watching uh, Duck Soup, Horse Feathers, um, is kind of the uh, original. Uh, I'm trying to think of the kind of comedy you would call it. Uh, the kind of dry, where they're just kind of being dicks to everybody, and it was hilarious. <laughs> and and if you go back and watch it now, you kind of see kind of how sophisticated it really is. Like as much as I love uh, the Three Stooges. Um, this is a completely different kind of comedy, um, and it still holds up, like, pretty damn well. Um, so, they, these are like the original kind of intelligent comedies, uh, and they're responsible for it. Uh, so, number two, Marx Brothers. Cool. Nice. I've never seen one of their movies, so I need to see some. I want to see Duck Soup. I've always heard about that one. Yeah, I should watch Duck Soup. Do it. All right. So my last two are sets of brothers, and I can't. It doesn't really matter the order. They're one's funny, one or not. I'll do the funny ones first. The Bluths from Arrested Development. <laughs> All right. Gob Bluth. Michael, Gob, and Buster. <laughs> They're trying to kill baby Buster. Yes. The the. Since we're not doing siblings, I can't include um. Whatever her name is in this. What's her name? Lindsay. But yeah. The three of the brothers, awesome. Straight man, Michael. 
goofball, or not goofball, but just degenerate Job and man boy Buster. Look at Banner, Michael. <laughs> Job hey, Buster. brother! This freaking segue. <laughs> I don't know. Dysfunctional fan. If you ever watch Arrested Development, may God have mercy on your soul. That's all I can say. Coming back for another season. Are they? Yeah. All right. Don't watch the new ones. Just watch the original Fox, <laughs> Fox ones. Yeah. Yeah. Ones, they were still funny, but just they set it to high standard with the first three seasons or four seasons, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that there it is. The Bluths. Alex, number one. Twins. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Movie's so ridiculous. But I would watch anything Arnold, and I was not disappointed with this comedy. Junior, on the other hand, I didn't. Yeah, they tried, they tried to catch lightning in a bottle again, and, uh, yeah. Not so much. <laughs> baby in the bottle. No, Nobody puts Arnold baby in the bottle. pumped by... T- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were in high school... That movie came out like like right when you were in high school, and like, how the heck did um, Danny DeVito get pregnant? <laughs> and Matt's like, or Matt or Eric, oh, you got pumped by Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> pumped. Oh god, and that fun side story to that, that I won't get into on here. But anyway, great pick since we all had it on our lists. <laughs> Not as high, but good job, Scott. Number five. Or one. Uh, or one. Sorry. I, <laughs> so because I keep forgetting, which doesn't seem to help, I keep doing the dashes, right? And then, But I have to remember to subtract five from the number, not just read off the number I'm uh, looking at. Anyway. So, my number one. <laughs> I, Scott don't care. I, I'm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> number one is the, the Corleone brothers. Uh, the most uh, dramatic, uh, complicated relationships in all film um, between the the Corleone brothers. I'm including Tom Hagen in this, um, in the Godfather movies. Um, Sonny, unfortunately, (laughs) uh, never really has a chance to develop anything further, but uh, there's obviously a very, very... uh, complicated and heartbreaking and uh, horrible relationship between Michael and Fredo. And then there's uh, in the end it's uh, Tom Hagen and um, Michael Corleone. And it's really unfortunate that they couldn't expand upon that in the third movie. Uh, instead we get George Hamilton for some reason. <laughs> it, is, it is super weird. The extra Christy yeah. Kernel. <laughs> Even then. How that guy doesn't have, like, hasn't died of skin cancer 20 years ago, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think his skin is just, it's just skin his cancer. cancer. It's like blocking other cancers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I was always, I'm always, still am, but uh, fascinated with the, the relationship between Tom Hagen and Michael Corleone, uh, where Michael kind of dangles the thought of true brotherhood out to him at times to just kind of manipulate him. Uh, where Tom Hagen um, kind of makes moves to like break away from the family, but he never can quite get himself to do it. Um, and all this stuff is like super in the background. They just kind of hint at it in dialogue. Um, 
So, yeah, the, the Corleone brothers. My number one as well. Corleones. And it was I'm the last smart. one to add to my I'm list. Smart. It was the last one I added to my list. I was so upset. I couldn't come up with the fifth one when I finally figured it out. I was like, oh, damn, that's number one. Yeah. So. <laughs> Move everything up the list. Everything you said. I'm smart. Sonny, Fredo, Michael. I didn't include Tom Hagen, but yeah, sure enough, you can. Um, yeah, they're also different, yet they're all the same. Yeah. Like it's Son- yeah, Sony and Michael are like almost opposite, complete opposites. I don't really like that. Yeah, and so is Fredo. Yeah, and Fredo, yeah, too. Yeah, Fredo too. But I mean, like, like physically too. Like where where Sony has like kind of the blonde hair and the. He's like, like the big smile where Michael's super reserved and but both murderers, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but one's cold and calculated and the other one's hot headed yes. in your face. And full of bullets. Yeah. <laughs> so nah, I'll talk about this whenever we do another Godfather episode. <laughs> Look what they did to my boy. Have you guys ever read the books? No. Nope. Alright. Neither have I. <laughs> but I heard something that they cut from the movie. I got. Apparently, Sonny Corleone has a gigantic dong. Oh, yeah? And apparently, one of the handmaidens has a gigantic vagina. And she's only can only be um, satisfied by him. And that's, part, that's like a subplot of the movie. And she has to have surgery and. That is. Uh... So. Was that that same handmaiden that stole a, a Babe Ruth signed baseball? By hiding it in her vagina. I knew where you were going with this, but I never heard. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine why why Coppola cut that part. Yeah, yeah. you know, like Mario Puzo's in the room with them. Come on, you don't want to include this. <laughs> this is gold. <laughs> it's gold, Frankie. It's gold. She, she's got a huge vagina. <laughs> Get it? Oh man. So. There it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't read the book, so this someone could have totally made that up. I have no idea, but I'll believe him. Sounds real. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, get some listener feedback. We got uh, listener Daniel commenting. Daniel, Thanks, Daniel. sorry about the Preds. <laughs> Back in nineteen dickety, uh, he had to watch his friends. He had to watch his friends play Mario because he couldn't afford a system. Aww. And he was finally able to buy it. It was Nintendo sixty four. Many many hours of Mario sixty four. Onto his list of favorite brothers, number five, which almost made my list: the Barbarian Twins. Oh. He wrote Barbarian Brothers, but I think it's Barbarian Twins. Yeah, I forgot about that. The the bodybuilder, <laughs> like they did like three movies, right? Like they did that, and one of them where they were truckers, right? And then another one where they were babysitters. There's one where, like one was a criminal, one was a cop. Tango and Cash. It wasn't Tango and Cash. No way, that wasn't Tango and Cash. He's not talking uh, about the wrestlers, is no. he? Weren't there barbarian no. wrestlers? Uh, there there, there were, I think, but okay, it wasn't fine. these guys. These guys are just these are like Mark and Peter Paul or something like that. I'll, I'll look this up. That's gonna bug me now. Uh, number four, the Cleganes. Oh, that's a good one. That is solid. <laughs> Pretty uh, the Corleones don't look so dysfunctional <laughs> yeah. next to these guys. 
<laughs> it is known. Uh, number three, oh, dude, Connor and Murphy McManus from uh, Boondock Saints. Okay, I thought about that one. Didn't quite make my list, though. It's solid, though. <laughs> number two, also should have made my list, Chibis H. Daniel, you're hitting all the right buttons. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wait, greatest, all of them? Yeah, greatest four brothers ever. <laughs> Fighting crime from the shadows, beating mutants. And his number one are the Blues Brothers. With the good blue sheet. <laughs> did you say that or did you? Okay. I did say that. Okay. I'm saying that. Well, that's science. Mm-hmm. You know, John Belushi could really do all those flips, backflips in and out of the church. <laughs> did you know he was high on cocaine <laughs> yeah, the whole time? <laughs> yeah. He was high well, I believe on, it. <laughs> high on cocaine. Cocaine-um. <laughs> Cocaine-um. Uh, thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. I'm looking at screenshots for this for the Barbarians movie. We need to watch this. It's probably it's probably <laughs> literally movie, been Jeff. like 20 years, but still, I need I need to see this again. Yep. Nope. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Daniel, for uh, commenting. Keep it coming, fellas. Yep. All right, it's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I sports like ball. sports. So it said, Ewan McGregor is going to fight Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Did, were you, were you going to have a joke for the Mayweather thing and just pee it out? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to you want to try uh, it again? Yeah, Ian McGregor and Lloyd Mayflower are going to uh, end up fighting. Oh, uh, Mayflower named after an old old wooden ship, which is why he got into boxing. What? Because <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Yes. But yeah, place your bets on uh, Mayweather, people. Don't oh, you and, you and McGregor. He's been in some good movies. <laughs> he doesn't have a lightsaber though, yeah, and they're on they're on even ground. What does he have? The Force, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, does maybe he have if the higher he, ground. <laughs> if he jumps up to the top belt. <laughs> Don't try it, Mayflower. I've got the high ground. It's almost as ridiculous as the real fight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It might as well just be a dude and a kangaroo fighting. (laughs) For Pete's sake. But hey, Mayweather's 50th fight, (laughs) 50th win and retirement. So, sleeping on a gigantic and even more gigantic pile of money after this. So... There you go. Well, I hope Ewan McGregor's getting paid a lot of money to be in this fight because this is ridiculous. Yeah. True that. He's gonna, he's, he's, with that busted up face, he won't be in movies for a while. <laughs> All right, it's time for Neum News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, just <laughs> okay. Uh, not a whole lot this week. Uh, just to start <laughs> off with a little bit of DC news here. Uh, less news, but just something to comment on. So, Gal Gadot's salary for Wonder Woman got released, and it was three hundred thousand. Uh, just to put this in perspective, like that was what Chris Evans got for the first Captain America movie. And I, I, and I tried looking this up, and the only number I could find for Robert Downey Jr. for the first Iron Man was about five hundred thousand. 
um, in the last Avengers movie, uh, Chris Evans was up to like six something million, I believe. Um, RDJ in the last Captain America was up to like fifty. So uh, the point. And with like back end, a lot of it was too. the back end stuff. That's true, um, but like Scarlett yeah. Johansson got like twenty or something like that for the last Avengers. Um, the, the whole point of this is that Gal Gadot is going to get paid. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm she guessing better. she's going to get slightly more than three hundred thousand for <laughs> for her next appearance as Wonder Woman. Um, but you know, I don't. I don't know how yeah. these contract things work though. Um, if she already signed the deal for a third movie, um, like how does it work? If she wants to get paid, deservedly wants to get paid more than that, uh, right? And, and let's just go with this real quick. This she's already fil- this is her second right. movie, and she's already filmed the third one. Like I doubt she did got much more for Justice. That's movie. true. They've already into filming for that. Um, yeah, because it comes out in a couple months. So yeah, okay, I, I bet she doesn't get paid. You're, much you're for right. That either, so but. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. So yeah, she's probably getting paid the same for Justice League. Already got paid for it. Um, so yeah, it'll be the second Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman too. is, yeah, she's going to get some, yeah. some serious dough there. Um, uh, I guess Cavill got a shitload of money the first time he played Superman. Like he was, it was something like 12 million around there. Really? So he, that seems weird. Oh, that's DC making some very smart decisions. Well, again, again, he wasn't the bad thing about that movie. <laughs> There's lots of things for no, but he wasn't a That's name true. either. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I don't, I don't know. Like Affleck, I could see him making a bunch, but not Affleck. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Strange. Um. So yeah, just interesting point. Um. Then uh, on to some video games. So, so oh, last yeah. week, yeah, last week was E3, the electronic something something something. Uh, it was actually four E's, but whatever. Electronic Entertainment Expo. Yeah, Electronic yes. Entertainment Yeah, I know what it Expo. was. <laughs> uh, so, um, I'll just keep this brief. Uh, there was a trailer for the new Mario, uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, this look, this game looks amazing. It looks super weird. Yeah, it looks uh, but ridiculous. I, I love it. You basically can control anything in the world by throwing your hat at it, and the hat lands on it. And then whenever you throw the hat at it, grows a mustache. <laughs> That's awesome. So, <laughs> flying around a bullet bill with a Mario head and a mustache. Yeah, so this is not something that I knew that I needed in my life, but uh, come October, November, whenever this game comes, I think it's October, end of October, uh, I I will be playing this, and gladly. Um, Nintendo, uh, keep the the good ball rolling. I took a page out of Sony's book. So Sony last year. At E3, last couple years really, um, they just decided to say "fuck it." We're just going to announce all the games. We don't care if they're coming out in 2025. We're going to go ahead and announce them now. Uh, so Nintendo was like, "Well, we can do that too," um, and they announced uh, Metroid Prime Four, uh, which I'm super excited about. Like, if, um, between if before the the Switch came out, he'd asked me what game I wanted on it. Whether that be New Metroid, New Mario, or New Zelda, I would have said Metroid. Um, I enjoyed Metroid Prime that much, and Super Metroid going back into the day. Uh, but this is... They, they haven't even started development on this thing yet. Uh, so it's not coming for a long time. Uh, so, that was my 
my the two highlights of the of the show for me or news that came out of the show. Um, Alex, did you have anything you wanted to add as far as E3 goes? Yeah, I didn't see it. It wasn't on the floor, and I didn't see any trailers for it uh, at the show. But Anthem yes. looks fucking ridiculous. And agreed. Oh my gosh, that's that's the next. That's my next big <laughs> game purchase. Is so Anthem. so yes. And by big purchase, I mean buying one game. <laughs> you 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 buy Centennial <laughs> Vigi game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saving yeah, my pennies. The so this is the the new Bioware IP. Uh, Bioware of uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age success. Uh, by the way, I mean, <laughs> by looking at the trailer for Anthem, you can tell <laughs> why Andromeda was kind of like that. So I, I really did enjoy Andromeda, but it was kind of disappointing to see how awesome <laughs> Anthem looked and not and not think yeah. that it couldn't have looked a little bit better, you know? Uh, but, you know, different studios, different priorities... Um, but yeah, Anthem to, to anybody that's played Destiny, it looks like Destiny, but way fucking cooler. <laughs> and obviously they, they up the, the graphics and things like that. Uh, but it's Bioware, so hopefully it'll be good. I, I enjoyed the combat mostly in, um, the latest Mass Effect. Uh, so we'll see if they take a page out of that. Although it's running off the Frostbite engine, um, which is what they use to run... Medal of Honor? I forget. I forget. Yeah, that was about right. First person shooters. Or Battlefield. Ba- Battlefield, or that's it. Sorry. Yeah, run the Battlefield games. Um, so yes, Alex, I agree. Anthem looks super cool. Uh, and that'll be for PC, Xbox, and PS4. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Anything else about E3s? Yeah, ask me if I Jeff. saw anything. Did you? Okay, I did sorry. actually, but I'm pissed. Oh, yeah, that uh, that Spider-Man oh, that's right. game looks freaking. It awesome. did look super cool. Oh, dude, it looked yeah. like Ark. It looked like yeah, the yeah. best Arkham game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looked like Arkham games, except it's only for PlayStation because Sony. Wah, wah. So I can't play it. Fuck that. It, it might come out. Of, it might come out of cool, PC. Though. Yeah. Right, well, it might. I don't want to play it on PC. I want to play it on my Xbox. <laughs> It is weird that that game is Sony. Well, no, it actually makes perfect sense because Sony is Spider-Man. Sony. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I yeah. that was a dumb thing for me to say. It makes perfect sense why it would not be on Xbox. Um, yeah. The guys for the Spider-Man team that had staff shirts were really fucking cool. They just had – it was all red, and they had this, the new, like, pretty awesome Spider-Man logo on it, and that was it. It didn't say staff or any other superfluous stuff on it. It was clean. It was an awesome shirt, and I couldn't get it because they weren't giving it away. <laughs> it's so many things. It's so many things I already threw. <laughs> yeah. All I know is that I was watching some gameplay footage of it, and I forgot that I was watching a video game for a second. It was like I was just, I was excited about the game. Like, this is awesome. This is <laughs> Spider-Man. What's he going to do next? It was pretty cool. I, I did like their, their take on the Spider-Man outfit with the white spider uh, on the front. Mm-hmm. Um like cool. Yeah, I assume that's a skin that you can probably unlock and get different ones as you go through. Like kind of with yeah, Batman, totally. Yeah, I, maybe not. That actually probably. makes a lot of sense. Uh, DLC and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any other E3 news, Jeff? Okay. No. <laughs> uh, all right then. Uh, one last bit. 
Uh, I watched the 10th episode of Powerless today. Um, I'm not sure what the... So I've watched all of them on Hulu. Um, this is the NBC kind of DC Universe set show. Uh, it's half-hour comedy um, with ridiculously attractive Vanessa Hutchins as the, the lead. Uh, old Hutch. Old Hutch. Hudge. The Hudge. The, the Hudge. Hudge. Uh, this is the, the 10th episode. And uh, I, the show's okay. Um, it does. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, Jeff, would, Jeff would love it. Um, <laughs> show's okay. What a uh, the, most of the, the jokes don't really land for me, but some of them do make me laugh out loud. Uh, but I mentioned this particular episode because there was a, a very special guest star, and uh, as, as I was selecting the episode to watch, they had the, the one screen from that episode. And I thought to myself, that can't be Adam West. But sure enough, he was uh, he had a cameo on this episode. Um, I have to imagine it is the last thing that he he officially filmed. Um, so that was kind of cool uh, that he got to do this one last DC thing. Um, and they they did a bunch of Batman jokes, uh, the old Batman series jokes when he was on there. So that was cool. Um, so if anybody is mildly interested in Powerless, um, check out episode 10 if you're an Adam West fan. Um, that's that's it for me. Um, Jeff, any other news? I'm going to add on to the Adam West thing. Did you guys see that um, they lit up City Hall in LA yes, with I the bat symbol? Yes, I saw a bunch of pictures. Yeah. I didn't see the, the ceremony live, but I saw, that. I saw Ralph Carmen in the background. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Kind of gave me chills, goosebumps yeah. watching that. That was cool. I got, Bert, uh, I got a little weepy, yeah. Yeah, Burt Ward was there. So, pretty cool. And I did hear that actually, you might be right about the last thing he filmed, but he did do some voiceover for a new animated Batman that hasn't okay. come out yet. So, that's something cool. that's still going to happen. Okay. Yeah, look forward to that. Yeah. I, and, I think uh, it was kind of, kind of funny, the old Batman series that was set in, like, at the time, modern modern day Los Angeles, <laughs> just about as far from Gotham City as you could possibly get, <laughs> and they didn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so they didn't even out. bother to try hiding the fact that it was <laughs> on the West Coast. <laughs> no, but I love it. So yeah, we got this cool ceremony yeah. now. So it was pretty cool. Um, and then no other news, but a couple reviews. I've kind of gone back and tried to watch some old classics that uh like on the AFI list. So I saw. Um, Sunset Boulevard for the okay. first time, which was pretty good, and um, which is I already forgot who's in it. The one, the girl you always it was Yah, <laughs> Catherine Hepburn, and <laughs> it was yeah. it was Yah Dexter. It was Yah. I forgot who the male actor was. If he was anybody, um, it was. But, uh... <sighs> anyway, Gregory Pecks. Anyway, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It's one of those ones that you know it's quoted a lot and stuff, but I, I enjoyed it. And then the other one I watched was African Queen. Uh, that's with Humphrey Bogart. Wait, no, and, um, hold on a second. Catherine Hepburn wasn't in Sunset Boulevard. That was, that was Gloria Swanson. Yeah. Oh, well, then maybe she's Swanson. in this other one. Samsonite. Oh, African, African Queen, Queen, yeah, was, was Humphrey Bogart and her. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sorry. So I watched both of those. So I'm getting confused with my actresses. But then I watched African Queen. So both really good. So now I know why they made the list. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I had no idea what um, African Queen was about. 
and I enjoyed it a lot. I think I like that one more than Sunset Boulevard, but they're both good. Um, those two are on Netflix right now, so if you want to watch them, do it. I had a hard time finding classics, like old, like you know, ce- celebrated classics on Netflix. Like I looked and I couldn't find that many. So uh, is Metropolis still on there? That might be uh, that might be tough for me to watch. I'll try. But I think it's, it's only like forty. It's only this, even even it's, if it's not a talkie, like, it's good. I think Metropolis is only like forty forty five minutes. So, well, that's that's the uh, edited version. They they also have the uncut oh, yeah. version, and that was long. How long is that? Been? Yeah, it's uh, an hour something, like an hour twenty. It's like a proper movie. Okay. Yeah. So and I also watched really Wizard of Oz, which I'd seen a million times, but it was on there. I was like, oh, I'll watch this, and it's quick. It's quicker than I thought, or shorter than I thought. So. <laughs> yep. So there it is. Whoa. Classics. Yeah. I've been watching them. One of these days, we'll review one now, of them. Jeff, now you have to go back and watch that. Uh, my favorite um, internet video of all time. The uh, one where the guy puts Tom Selleck mustaches on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now you'll get one of the scenes that pops up. Yeah. Is that like throwing Mario's hat on Basically. Somebody? I'm confused. It's basically yeah. like that. And then Tom Selleck controls him. All right. Anything from you, Alex? Uh, yeah, real quick. I saw Cars 3. I loved it. It's the best movie out of all the Cars. Because Cars 1 is okay. Cars 2 is garbage. And Cars 3 is amazing. I recommend it. All right. It's got that Rocky Four, Rocky Three, Rocky Four feel to it. So, so no plot and just montages. It's, it's really good. Rad music. <laughs> There's a little bit of plot. Well, decent villains. But there are montages. Decent villains. So. Oh, do they inject one of the cars with uh, steroids or like some super high performance illegal gasoline? No, but he's a real jerk that plays. He's super fast, but he plays mind <laughs> games, kind of like Clever Lang. Mm. No, but he's a real jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson Storm, piece of shit. I know nothing about cars, but I love the land at that Disneyland. So it is cool. There it is. Yes, they sell beer there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that wraps up this week. Uh, but next week, we're going to be talking about Arrested Development. All right, there it is. You guys okay uh... with that? Is it on? Is it all on Netflix? Yeah, yeah uh, of course. It is. I yes. will try to watch as much as I can. <laughs> all right, and the crossover topic I want to do is top five. Maybe we'll have to stick with TV on this one. Top hook five hands. shows with that hands. you didn't watch that you found out later. You kind of discovered in the after aftermarket. Maybe it could be movies, too. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like... Because Arrested Development, most people found later on on Netflix. They didn't watch it as it happened. Okay. So, so, so you're, talking about, you're talking about things that you came across yourself or something that you knew was popular, but you never really watched it, but eventually you tried it. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just, you didn't watch okay. it at the time. Right? So I'll give another example. Like, oh, Sopranos, I caught, like, during the fifth season. I didn't start from the beginning watching it. Okay. Stuff like that. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.